On the Record with Gavin Riley. Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk. The other group that I mentioned uh, of people who are perceived often wrongly uh, as earning big are actors plying their trade in Hollywood. Uh, Marion McKeown, US correspondent with the Business Post, is with us. Uh, Marion, um, they've gone on strike this week. So tell us what exactly is, or rather isn't, going on. Well, what's going on at the moment in Los Angeles, where I am at the moment, Gavin, is that all 160,000 members of the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA have gone out on strikes. That's pretty well every working actor in um, Hollywood, New York, wherever. And they have now joined the uh, the screenwriters, the Writers Guild of America, the screenwriters and writers. Uh, there are only about 11,500 of them and they are now in there. Today is, I think, their 75th or 76th day of striking. And, you know, it's they've been striking since May. So you can imagine that there's also a heat wave here and pounding concrete pavements day in, day out with pickets is no fun. You know, even even, even in moderate weather and it, so it, but I, I you really sense uh, because I have been you know I see the the pickets they're they're everywhere around Los Angeles um, and you kind of get a sense that the the spirits have been lifted almost by the the sheer numbers that are now coming out on the picket lines because of course the actors are now striking and picketing alongside the writers so the numbers have quadrupled you know tenfold actually I'd say in some places mm. uh, almost overnight it should be said that there are very, very few A-listers on these strike polls, you know, on the picket lines or even getting involved. You know, you, you have what I'd say would be the usual suspects. You have the Susan Sarandons, the Jamie Lee Curtis, George Clooney said to message of support. So did Matt Damon. But as I say, I saw one picket line today that said, where the F is Ben Affleck and, you know, others <laughs> on that on that line because they really, and I suppose the thing is, the misconception, and certainly from speaking to people here that I've been talking to, is that everything's Hollywood actors. They're loaded. They make loads of money. They're for, yes, if you're Matt Damon or if you're Ben Affleck or if you're George Clooney or indeed, you know, a handful of others. But most of these 160,000 jobbing actors make a pretty miserable income. And the big beef that they're really exercised about at the moment, where they've really seen their standard of living and their income just plummet is with um, residuals because before if you were in Law and Order we'll say mm. um, or one of those you know series actually you know I'll give you Gilmore Girls as a good example because I was talking to a couple of people who, who have starred in that over the years. Mm. Now Gilmore Girls was a huge hit back in the early 2000s with Warner Brothers it was on TV they did seven seasons everyone loved it uh, then they licensed it to go to Netflix now while it was being shown on TV you know, the repeats and the repeats mm-hmm. and the global mm-hmm. repeats. Uh, all of the actors were getting really decent residuals. Then the company, I think it was Lionsgate who sold it to Netflix. Now they get nothing because if you, if it's the company that sells, so the, the original studio now gets any money from licensing and mm. Netflix, and this is true of all the streamers, they won't say 
how many uh, viewers they have. So, you know. Oh, so, so on that basis, then you can't yeah. work out how many sets of eyeballs are looking yeah. at it, and therefore you yeah, don't know what each exactly. actor is entitled to. So they get nothing. And then for foreign territories, I know one woman who, who I know her personally who, who was in the Gilmore Girls, and she explained all this to me. And she said that uh, she um, received, she used to get about, um, you know, several, several thousand a year when it was in the early 2000s in, and the residuals from, you know, thereafter. And, and the, the global um, fees that came in, she said she got $27 from Netflix last year. Uh, so for the whole, and they, it, it's one of the top streaming shows on Netflix, but they won't say, and again, I think it was Orange is the New Black. They discovered that more people watch Orange is the New Black than Game of Thrones, but their pay, their initial pay was miserable anyway, mm. largely because it was a lot of women and a lot of uh, women of color who were in it. Uh, so the, 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 the parallels between that and what the actors on, on Game of Thrones who were getting a million dollars an episode, okay. etc., were already enormous but these people they're not getting residuals so you can show something on Netflix a million times you might get a couple of cents and that's it and so this is where they're really upset and they also want more they want pay increases because they say you know inflation's gone through the roof we haven't had a pay increase in a decade 40 years some of them uh, so they want pay increases and the other thing they're really concerned about is artificial intelligence now there is a dispute that I haven't quite gotten to the bottom of mm. uh, where the sag people are saying that what the studio, the TV and film studios union want um, is to be able to take, say, say you're an extra for one day on a movie set. They want to buy your likeness for X amount, whatever you're paid that day, yeah. say $200. Actually, if you're in SAG, you get a minimum of $900 a day, which isn't really that much if you're working, you know, just a couple of days here and yeah, there. Yeah, if, if your work uh, is which, very sporadic, then, yeah. then that's not going to pay the bills. Yeah. If you have only a couple of dozen days of, of extraing a day, yeah. that, that's our per yeah. year. That's not going to pay the bills at all. Exactly, but what what the shoot what um, what SAG is claiming and what their negotiators say is that they, as well as getting just the minimum pay for for your day's work, they then want to own your likeness in perpetuity. So that what will happen then is anytime they need a background person, they don't have to hire you again. They just shove your face in. You know, they just AI it. And now the studios are saying, no, that wasn't really what we said. That wasn't what we said. And uh, what the studios said, I from what I can gather, is that the big stars, you know, the the A list. The, the stars who are in the front of the screen all the time, mm. that they won't be asked to waive their rights. But again, what the union is about is it's about, the, the, you know, as I said, the, the big stars can take care of themselves. You know, the Meryl Streeps, the Jennifer Lawrence, all those, they mm. they can take care of themselves. But the 99.999% of actors who make less than probably 100 grand a year, and most of them less than 20 grand a year, apparently cannot. And this is what this is really about. And then there's all kinds of other things yeah. to do with health insurance etc mm. so they're out and it's it's it looks like it's going to be a long hot summer but there's also a real knock-on effect here in LA because every dry cleaner every florist every coffee shop every caterer um they're all really being hit hard because you know the, the, the studios all it's it's like you have a shark and you have all these little feeder fish that, that swim around it to get the crumbs from its mouth mm. and that's what LA is really like in that so many people work in businesses you know in catering all these things that really do cater to the wealthy people and to the film studios and they're now none of them are working but as well the crews like the electricians the carpenters the hairstylists the makeup yeah. artists none of them are working and there was a leak of a 
comment uh, that was made. Well, we we all heard Bob Iger's tone deaf comment. You know, he was sitting up in the billionaire boot camp up in in um, Idaho, and he, you know talking about how it's unrealistic and and the writers are only looking for 76 million dollars that's that would cover all of their <laughs> demands pretty yeah. much and but he gets 26 28 million dollars a year you know as as his not to mention stock options and all the rest so his injecting himself into the argument was ill advised because of the obvious contrast that, that the mm. writers could make in in his comments. Which uh, I'm fascinated by the idea of like an entire city basically being brought to its knees because one sector has stopped but of course ha- having been in LA I just know how, how central it all is and I am fascinated by the AI thing as well. Um, who exactly are they trying to negotiate with um, Marion because there, there's all sorts of different film studios and film production houses obviously but then there are TV studios and networks that commission the making of TV shows and sitcoms and the likes as well and That's if that right. entire sector has basically stopped and they're all looking for more equitable treatment. Who exactly are they negotiating with or what is the way okay, out of this? So they're negotiating with one. So you basically have, you have the, it's the AMPTP and it's the American Movie Production Producers and Television Producers Association. So that's the one-stop shop for negotiations. And they're the ones who are going, no, 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 no way. We can't afford this. We can't afford this. You're asking for too much, um, et cetera. And they are very much blaming SAG from walking away from the table. Now, SAG at the moment have a very vocal and a very powerful and a very popular president who is Fran Drescher. Mm-hmm. And she's been really out there playing hardball now and, and getting a lot of TV coverage, which you can imagine they're less than thrilled about. There's also a weird thing in LA, Gavin, where... I remember, you know, whenever you cover a political campaign, a really good unscientific way to gauge who's successful is lawn signs. Okay, so if you go to an area and you see a million lawn signs for Donald Trump and two for Joe Biden, you kind of know, you kind of know who's Mm going to win that Mm -hmm. district. And the way here that you can kind of tell is every every car that goes by um, the studios, they beep in support. Now, if you know, if it's a popular cause, it's deafening. At the moment, it is deafening. There is nothing but car horns all over Los Angeles. As people drive by any of the studios where there are pickets outside, it's just that, like the, the blast of horns is, and it's hundreds and thousands of cars, and it's nonstop. So at the moment, it seems that the writers and the actors have the support and sympathy of the public, but there is an attitude here within the studios, and it was sort of half-leaked, that um, look, this is all very well, but we can wait this out. The studios have much deeper pockets and when writers and actors start being evicted from their apartments, start having their mortgages called in and their homes foreclosed, that they will come to bended knee. Now, in 2007, there was a writer's strike that went on for about four months. Mm. In the end, the writers got most of what they wanted, but that was all about the transition from um, you know, it it was going into, into DVDs and all that kind of thing from the oldie days where you watched it on the telly. So it seems kind of quaint almost now that that's what they were worrying about. But, you know, with with every new development, so now it's streaming, next it's AI, and the studios keep saying, look, we don't want to talk about AI yet. Let's talk about that next year, the year after, whereas the actors and writers are going, no way, we're not letting you push this one down the road. It's too important. So we'll see where it all shakes down, but I suspect it's going to be long and, and hard fought the way things are looking at the moment. On the Record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk.